We're Kevin and Courtney Gilroy, best friends turned married parents and entrepreneurs who know that health is the first wealth and that while parenthood is the most important job we'll ever have, it's not the only job we'll ever have. Join us and other health conscious parents as we grow our empires while growing our families in the healthiest ways possible for both. Parenthood and entrepreneurship aren't mutually exclusive. We're going to have the conversations that help you prioritize, plan, and profit in your organic family. This is the Organic Family CEO Podcast. Hey, organic moms and dads. In today's episode, Kevin and I are talking about one of the key decisions we made about what would happen after birth and influence the years that followed in our lives how we would feed our baby by breastfeeding exclusively. And it's important to talk about because initially we can be so hyper-focused on the pregnancy experience and what happens on the birthday. But the reality is that pregnancy is only about 40 weeks and the birthday is quite literally one day. So considering how you're feeding your baby after that is definitely a conversation worth having. So Let's get into it and start with just a quick definition. What does breastfeeding exclusively actually mean? Now, the initial definition is that it's only feeding straight up breast milk, no formula, no water, no any other supplement. And some definitions of exclusive breastfeeding also include not using nipples or bottles. So only having the mom's physical nipple being the thing that is feeding that breast milk. For our definition, we decided to use that full definition. And the reason we had considered this option was that there was just an abundance of benefits obviously available from breast milk as we were reading about it. To start and to really only name a few, breast milk contains antibodies that protect the infants from bacteria and viruses. So breastfed children tend to have fewer ear, respiratory, and urinary tract infections. And they also have the big D, diarrhea, less often. And infants who are exclusively breastfed, they tend to need fewer healthcare visits, prescriptions, and hospitalizations. And overall, that then means that you're spending a whole lot less on medical care costs. And that's compared to never breastfed infants. Also for the mom, Moms experience an earlier return to pre-pregnancy weight sometimes and a reduced risk of the premenopausal symptoms or um, breast cancers and osteoporosis. So um, it was a, a big list of benefits to consider. And we've personally nursed exclusively into toddlerhood. And we found that benefits go far beyond the six months recommended for nursing if you're going to try that. Um, things like incredible immunity, securely attached bonds, definitely smart independence. We have some feisty ones. <laughs> and, um, and then a substantially lower cost overall for having additional mouths to feed. Um, it's just so easy. Yeah. So how did you come to the decision that exclusively breastfeeding was right for us? Great question. We've shared in previous podcasts that the word organic came to be such a pillar core value of our lives, doing what felt authentic and natural to us. And upon researching, 
I kept seeing that while we were leaning into our decision to have a home birth, that breastfeeding was really just that seamless, natural next step, especially given all those benefits I just rambled about. Um, but if any mammal mother was birthing in the wild, she'd then bring the baby to her chest for warmth and bonding and nursing. And I know from my time in the research industry that humans aren't the exception to the animal rules as much as we'd like to think that we are. So for me, it followed then that breastfeeding was just very naturally, obviously available in the biological way uh, for feeding my child. But when I came to you with that idea, can you speak to what your initial thoughts and reactions were? I mean, my first thought was that I was going to have one less thing on the to-do list. <laughs> so I would, Fair not, I'd have a little bit more free time, but all kidding aside, I didn't really have any ideas on how feeding the baby would look similar to what you talked about in the introduction. I really didn't think past the birth. So we were kind of on the same page on how we wanted to do things natural as possible. So with that mindset, breastfeeding just made sense to me when you came to ask. And as long as you were comfortable with doing it, I was on board. And I, that was an important hurdle that I think we got over in the process in very early on was that birth and breastfeeding was going to be 100% your choice. Mm. And it wasn't on me to tell you what you can or cannot do with your body. So I took that approach to these decisions as it was your call. My job was to make sure that you were supported in those decisions. If I had to advocate on your behalf and ensure those decisions were kept. And only if there was a significant health concern for you or the baby, would I step in to change the course. So to bring it all together, the two things that were front and center for me was keeping things as natural as possible and supporting you as a human being. Thank you. I think you've done an incredible job about that. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that this was a big decision for us to make. And there was, we were kind of coming into it, even though it was a natural path for us, that we needed to do a lot of research and get our resource of tips. So for people who are, for moms and dads who are coming into this and considering what are your best tips, resources, and approaches to making breastfeeding fit into family life? Oh my gosh, I could go in on this for like a year. Let's see. All right. Well, first, I I really do want to highlight, I just thanked you, but I, I want to really highlight that- you can keep it coming. <laughs> the support from you was so invaluable the encouragement to keep it simple and go for it from a partner's end, that was just one of the best tools we ever could have had pushing toward our success in this. And um, you were giving me permission that I didn't need from you, but that still helped me from just a mental space perspective to feel like, okay, I really do have the ability to lean into this and make it happen. And we've got this. And I'm still today making it happen as we speak. It's been four years. And, yep. and I don't know that I could have had the longevity in this effort had it not been for that support. So I really do want to drive that home. And, and you've been incredible at that. Um, and for the partners listening, it's an, it's a, such a big role that sounds so simple, but it, can have so much meaning. So uh, tuck that in your pocket. But um, 
you know, to not sugarcoat breastfeeding, especially breastfeeding exclusively, it's definitely an investment. It's an investment of your body. And while it might be cost-effective and, you know, very free (laughs) that you're, uh, you know, not buying formula or or maybe other tools or things, um, it is a cost of your time. And there is a trade-off in that. And especially if you're in entrepreneurship, as many of our listeners are, Um, you have to be considering time as your most precious asset. So um, for us, we really needed to lean into the uh, truth that you cannot buy a better formula on the market nutritionally. You could spend tens of thousands of dollars in, in a lab and not manufacture the beneficial goodness of breast milk. And that's just fact. And so that's where we made that trade-off. And so just understanding and looking for resources that validated that was really helpful and a good vote of confidence for us too. It's literally customized to the child by the mom. And I wanted to give our babies that priceless gift. You know, I'm working for them to, you know, provide for them in a financial way. But if I could provide this for them in a way to offset future expenses for their health later on, well, damn, like that was really good. So um, anyways, other incredible resources. Our home birth midwives were, oh my gosh, so valuable. We've been really fortunate to get to work with four empowering, smart, experienced midwives. That experience is unparalleled. It's bar none, just of a gold mine. And it's very different from what people are taught in a conventional academic health setting, like medical school or nursing school. And I know that because I was en route to medical school before I changed course, but uh, I really want to highlight that that's an important distinction. You can't replace the actual tactical in-home experience with something someone's reading in a book or learning from some, you know, research guy observing in his lab coat without ever having nursed himself or helped thousands of women nursing without intervention. And, and so just to consider that piece. And I personally think that's the richest education you could apply to your family building at large. Has this person literally done what I want to do? Are they who I want to be taking true advice from? So um, home birth midwives were just so instrumental in that. Um, Another mindset shift here, just because something's free doesn't mean it's not of incredible worth. I want to say that again. Just because something is free doesn't mean it's not of incredible worth. Breastfeeding is free. When you breastfeed exclusively and you do that without the bottles, nipples, pacifier situation, it is literally zero cost out of pocket. And that can really trip people up in a society that tells you more is more and that you have to spend the money that you don't have to impress the people you don't like and you can go down that whole thing. The expense here really is of your time. But the good news is that the more you breastfeed, the faster you get, the easier it gets. And though it's an initial investment up front, you're hopefully already on some sort of parental leave anyways, right? And you're being conscious of it up front. So that's a just a tip to tuck in your pocket too. Something that we've loved and benefited from and breastfeeding has gone so smoothly because of is baby wearing. And that would be another one to add to the list. With practice, you could nurse your baby while wearing the baby in a wrap. And um, so it 
for just to paint a visual, it's literally like this long piece of a sheet and you can wrap it and twist it in such a way that baby feels really snug up against your chest and you can discreetly actually pull your boob out and nurse the baby upright. And that was epic for us. I've done the dishes with the baby nursing like this. I've done calls nursing the baby like this. And I'm always so sad when the babies grow out of the wraps because it's just been so convenient. Um, So look into baby wearing if that is something you're up for. Um, And then as far as other resources, anything written by Ina Mae Gaskin, absolute gold. She is like the, the queen of midwifery and, uh, like the grandmother of it. Uh, and then, uh, actually just, I should mention specifically her book, Ina Mae's guide to breastfeeding. Definitely check that. And La Leche League International, they do in-person gatherings. They have lactation consultants, on staff, um, Facebook groups where you can meet up with other nursing families. And, um, so yeah, so that's incredible. Oh, so it's a long list. Um, after absorbing all of that initial info, and if you're expecting a baby or planning too soon, I really would visit the opportunity to do co-sleeping and specifically bed sharing. That has been such a game changer. We've talked about that in another podcast. Um, But bed sharing is when you're sharing a sleeping surface with your baby. For us, that looked like having the baby in our king bed with us. Yes, you can do that safely per guidelines. Um, But listen, my list could truly go on. If you're interested in the bed sharing piece, we did have another podcast episode on that. But I think the point of all of this list, and truly that's literally the tip of the iceberg, it's to say that even if breastfeeding isn't something that many people in your circle might be doing or considering, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful at it or that you're going at it alone unsupported. Nature wants to work with you and your baby to make this happen. And it's just available to you to consider, allow yourself to have some ease with it. Um, but anyways, enough about me and my, all my tips and tricks. Um, I want to talk about the partner's involvement for a minute. That was a pretty involved answer about, you know, what a mom could be doing, but not being able to participate in feeding can be really hard for partners. Like the feeling that maybe they're not doing enough or um, bonding with the baby. So Kev, as a partner, can you speak to the things that helped you gain confidence as a father and work through maybe some of those blocks? Yeah, I think it's a big sticking point for partners, especially when you talk about bonding with the baby. Um, For me, it was looking at kind of taking away from that opportunity for me. So my worry was not that I didn't get to feed the children. It was exactly what was asked in the question. It was, how was I going to build that connection? And mom and baby obviously have a natural connection that was built through pregnancy. There was nine months of you guys being very connected (laughs) and it is an organic transition after birth. And the baby's going to be looking for you for comfort, for food. And really besides my voice, which you can also, that's a tip just quickly during pregnancy, um, talking and being a calm present around your partner. Um, so the baby can get used to kind of soothing of your voice. That's one way you can build a bond. Um, but really, it, you kind of feel a little bit disconnected after birth right away. And I think what helped me build those connections is similar to what I just said. It was just being there every chance I got. 
constantly talking to the baby, initiating touch and skin to skin was huge interacting uh, even on those days where I don't, I didn't think you get, I got much out in a response, right. <laughs> Just kind of staring back up at me. But um during that time, it really was building that trust. And even during feeds, like, don't just walk away, stay in the room, stay with them, stay next to your partner, massage the baby's back, rub their head. Being a constant positive presence is what builds that bond and trust. And yes, like I said before, I wasn't being sought after by the baby at first to be comforted or getting their needs met. But after a few months, and then eventually that turned into years, the kids are bonded with both of us in amazing ways. And the partner's ability to be a great supportive partner isn't hinged on the ability to actually feed. It's hinged on being present and undistracted, undistracted at all times as possible and just being supportive and being there. So I think that was really kind of the things that helped me stay focused and be included and also build those bonds, not only with the children, but also build bonds with you as well. There are times now where our kids will just run to you first for actually now for food specifically, I think they just, you've just become the go-to because here's the thing. Breastfeeding doesn't last forever. And they start, you know, eating solids and you can be the fun snack partner and damn, you've stepped into that role, <laughs> you know, but, um, I really have appreciated how much you have been willing to step in and find the pockets and identify within our own family structure, you know, where you can still show up. It doesn't mean, you know, go sit on the couch and kick your feet up all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to step away and take a break, but partners can change diapers. Partners can get the baby bathed. Partners can walk the baby to sleep after a nurse. You know, there are so many opportunities for that bonding and to not tap out just because a bottle might not be part of that. Um, th like that's great. You know? Yeah. And it's not a competition. Yeah. It's good the, one. the, the goal is to raise healthy, happy children and to support everyone and everybody has a role. And that's just kind of how we approach things and being able to understand that being on the same page has been huge for us. And talking about being on the same page where we have been on the same page on a lot of our parenting decisions, especially breastfeeding. Um, there's also been some outside influence, whether it's family or friends, who aren't necessarily on our on the same wavelength, whether that is because of how they were raised and how they parented, um, which isn't a bad thing at all. However, we wanted to talk about how we set boundaries and expectations. So the, the question would be, how did we stay the course and stand our ground even when others did not see it the same way? Mm. And I think this would be a great question for you to tackle. Yes. Well, I think well-meaning family and friends do always get curious about how you're going to parent. Sometimes that's because they want to support you, you know, full stop. Other times that's because they want to validate their parenting choices against you making the same ones, right? If you've made the same ones, oh, okay, maybe I did get that right. Um, and sometimes it's a little of both and hey, it's all fair game, right? We're all just humans trying to figure this out. Um, but when we were asked about how we'd feed our baby, 
we were met with a fair amount of eye rolls and resistance and uh, good luck with that responses. And we learned pretty quickly that it was going to be on us to decide how much of our parenting we wanted to be sharing openly with those people. Because contrary to belief, you don't have to tell your parents or best friends or boss or coworkers every little detail about why you're choosing what you're choosing. Boundaries weren't nice to have, they were must-haves. And as parents, especially new parents, I want to stress that you don't need more voices in your head telling you that you're doing it wrong. Trust us, the world does a great job of telling you that already, and you'll be wondering it. It's just a natural part of parenting. But um, I don't know, this story just came to mind, so I'll share. I remember Kenzie, our oldest, being born. We had just had a home birth. We were living out of state at the time, and my family flew in to stay with us a few days after the birth. And I had set the expectation right up front. If you're staying at our home, be prepared. My boobs are going to be out as I figure out this nursing thing. And I can't layer on the, you know, expectation of like constantly be covered up or not leaking milk as it so happens, you know? Um, And I don't think everyone took me maybe as seriously as possible because- They should (laughs) have. I definitely got the uncomfortable looks and it was just, you know, people dancing around and I don't know, it just, it, it felt awkward and, um, Hey, but you know what? Setting that boundary for me and the baby made us the new mom and new baby, the most comfortable. Right. And that's not selfish. That's what matters keeping that central was huge for us. So even though people were feeling probably uncomfortable and my natural inclination was to respond to that and want to be like, oh gosh, how do I be a good host or whatever? I had to say, wait a minute. No, you know what? I did set some expectations and I did set some boundaries and I did that lovingly and in advance. And now this is what matters and holding that really at the forefront. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> that story just came to mind. I'll never forget the looks. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's talk just like, I don't know. What's been the most interesting or coolest part of breastfeeding for you? You know, I have a few and I'm usually the guy who jumps in. When you ask for one, I give you about seven. So in an effort to not be that guy, the, by <laughs> far the coolest. And it definitely is um, by far the most interesting piece about breastfeeding is that the breast milk adapts to the baby's needs. Mm. And not only that it adapts to the baby's needs, it does it constantly. So it's not just the baby's born and it creates milk that stays the same for the however long you're breastfeeding. It's a constant update every Mm. time baby latches on. So baby and mom's body actually works together to determine what nutrients that baby needs to stay healthy. And it's, it's still mind blowing to this day that the design of human beings and just the birth in general, it it is just amazing to me. And the fact, the fact that breast milk just makes that doesn't make things up, <laughs> but it breast milk just adapts to what is needed in real time. That that just validated it even more that this was the best decision for our family. And I'm extremely grateful for you specifically for making that commitment to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
been a lot over the last four years and it's been a lot of hours and it, I know it takes a toll on your body. Um, so it's just been an unbelievable thing to watch you commit to and stick to no matter what. Thanks. I appreciate that. And with making that commitment and knowing up now, four years later, what that entails, what would your message be looking back and giving to a new or expecting mom who's considering exclusively breastfeeding? Mm. Oh, it is personally one of the best things that I've ever done. And if you have an inkling that it could be one of the best things that you've ever done, then lean into thinking about it truly because it's your right to feed your baby. There are laws that support you. It's, it's your right. And it's your body and your body only. So while it's really nice to consider the options with your partner, at the end of the day, it is ultimately your decision. It's your decision to make. You don't need your partner's approval in order to make it work for you. Follow your gut. Whatever you decide, you're not crazy. You're internally built to have this intuition for a reason. So use it. If you want to breastfeed your baby, make it happen. You can do this. There is such an expansive community of other breastfeeding women ready to support you who are making it happen too. And I would say lean in lean in. So as we wrap up the chat about this decision for us, we'd love to actually know, are you considering breastfeeding exclusively? Have you already tried? Are you currently doing it? Come continue the conversation in our free community. And until then, we are always cheering you on in health and wealth. Thanks for listening. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Join us inside our free community for health and wealth conscious parent entrepreneurs at organicfamilyceo.com slash community. And if you loved what you heard today, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts along with your Instagram handle so that more like-minded parent entrepreneurs can find the show and so that you can be entered to win a free coaching session with Kevin or Courtney. Thank you so much for listening.